On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the Sixers are now 24 games over 500 after winning their sixth game in a row, the hottest team in the league currently and since December 9th with a 34-10 and 10 record. Why last night's game against Cleveland was huge and why they keep on rolling. We'll break it all down next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your own franchise? Well, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On. that's in all caps, in the game. Welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner as always, Keith Pompey, Sixers Beat Writer from TheInquirer.com. What's happening, man? What's popping, D? How you doing, player? I guess the winds are popping for the Sixers right now, and we'll break it all down here in just a second. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube on Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we got to talk about, of course, Joel Embiid again, his tremendous performance, what he was able to do against the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. The team is the hottest team in the NBA since December 9th when they were 12 and 12. They are now 34 and 10, the best record in the NBA since that that date in December. And they are now on a six-game winning streak, Keith, courtesy of a 118-109 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Man, very good win. Uh, They got off to a really good start, put themselves in a hole a little bit later uh, but where would dig themselves out of it with their performance overall? A lot of turnovers. Seemed like a lot of offensive rebounds were given up where the Cleveland Cavaliers were able to get some points on the board. And it was without Jared Allen, even on the floor. So my mistake on that yesterday as we previewed the game, Keith, uh, but a really good win because as you've talked about and as many have said over the course of the season, especially as of late, this seems different because this type of game before they would have dropped it. Yeah. I mean, the big thing that got me was when we talk about being different, the, there was a time when um, uh, Cleveland went up uh, 13. They, they opened this third quarter with a 10 to two run and had a 13 point lead. You know, Doc Rivers calls a timeout. And then all of a sudden the Sixers run off 14 straight points, a 14 0 run. And then Lee seesawed back and forth for a little bit. But then they just start making big shots. Now, when we talk about a different feel, a year ago or maybe even earlier in the season, they down 13 like that, then they would have became unglued. But they, like, I'm talking about immediately. He called the timeout, and they came back out there with a third, I mean, with a, yeah, a 14-0 run to take the lead. So that's the biggest difference to me. Yeah, and with that run, you know, you had some uh, P.J. Tucker with a bucket there early on. We'll get to him a little bit later. Uh, Tyrese Maxey 
hitting a couple of shots there. Tobias Harris with a big three in the corner to cut the lead to, I believe, five points at that point. And then they just kept on rolling and they took the lead eventually and never looked back. They had contributions from everybody during that stretch too, Keith, especially when they took the lead. Shake Milton with a three-pointer. George Niang with about two three-pointers in there. They got contributions all around, but we can't sit here and talk about this without uh, really getting getting into the whole conversation of the game without the big fella. 36 points, game high. 18 rebounds, game high. Four block shots, game best. And he, while he had six turnovers, that was his only blemish, and he wasn't alone because they coughed the ball up 20 times, and I thought that was going to be their downfall with seven turnovers in the opening corner, and they did not stop. Uh, but uh, they found a way to get themselves back into it, largely because of his spectacular play once again. Player of the week from last week where he averages 30, 38 points last week, and he follows it up with this performance with 36, 18 boards again, four block shots. And these block shots that he had, Keith, were on dunk attempts. Isaac Okoro earlier, Evan Mobley late, and altering shots where I, I can probably count about three or four other opportunities for the Cavs in the painted area where they were, thought they were going to get a good shot off. And he was there, and they had to, like, double pump, not fall to the floor where it would be a travel and throw the ball. And it was all largely because of his spectacular play on the defensive end. So he did it as a two-way player last night, Keith. He was tremendous. Yeah, he was. He was Joel Embiid. He was the man last night. No, he really was, man. And uh, between Maxi Embiid and Harden, they scored 87 combined points of the Sixers, 118 points, 36 for Embiid, 28 and 12 assists for James Harden. And you also got 23 from Tyrese Maxey. He had a uh, game best five three-pointers made on the night for the 76ers, a couple of crucial ones in that Fourth quarter, Karis LeVert, he tied Maxi with the uh, five uh, three-pointers made for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So all in all, really good team win, Keith. And uh, with this team win, they've picked up their 42nd win of, 46th win of the season. They are now 34-10 and 10 since December 9th, the hottest team in the NBA. And we need to talk about that because, as we like to say, that's not nothing. We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But as we told you at the top of the program, this episode is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. I'm really excited to uh, talk about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? I have. I'm sure you have also. Well, your dream can come true. And this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for the hiring of the coaches and assistants, trading and trading, training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft, and all the ups and downs of the season as we go along through it together. All this in a challenging, realistic world of this game. And Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Uh, we can talk about my team, which is uh, pretty good, actually. And the big fella, maybe he's on my team, maybe he's not. But maybe he will be on your team should you be able to put your team together and put together a quality squad, your squad against mine. Let's have a little fun. Locked on 76ers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on 
in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com, Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers again. Divine Givens here with you. And uh, Keith Pompey, we thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, very interesting uh, thing here again with this basketball team as we talk about them and what they have been able to do over the course of a really good portion of the season over the last 44 games with a 34 and 10 record right now, 46 and 22 best record in the NBA through that span. But as we look at it, um, they're still uh, one game back of the Boston Celtics. They are still what? Three and a half games back, pardon me, three games back of the Milwaukee Bucks, Mm -hmm. four games back of the Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee beat Phoenix, Boston also, um, last night, Boston also defeated the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves at the very end of the game. That was a weird finish with how things played out there. But, Keith, they've been on a roll. And as much as we've talked about them and we've had some complaints about this team over the course of those 44 games, they've only lost 10 of them. And here we are, again, 34-10 and 10 in their last 44, the best record in the NBA. This is important, man. If they can keep this going, obviously playing at this stretch because they have been, why would we believe that this wouldn't be the case going into the postseason? Um, you know, it, I, I guess it's, it's, it's still to be determined. I mean, they're rolling. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from them. I mean, they're definitely rolling. They're on fire. But the, the thing is that, you know, it's just one of those things of, you know, all we can go by is their their record against the Boston Celtics and their record against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now they got uh, one up on the Bucks, but then when you look at it, you know you can also argue and say like, look, I mean the Sixers have defeated Denver, they defeated uh, Memphis. You know they they top, knocked off all the top teams in the West, but right now you know the way the way it stands, you even though they are hot and rolling, you have to say that. Milwaukee's the best team and and Boston has had the Sixers number so Boston is better than the Sixers right now and I, but I, I I think it'll all play out for itself I mean because think about it the Sixers have a tough stretch right now like they're not supposed to be winning all these games the way they are so they're playing well but again from a seeding purposes you know even though they're the hottest team you still have to say that these teams are seated above them right now but just from, you know, from body of work, we, we talk about what they did when they were 12 and 12. I'm talking about from the beginning. They're, the other team's collective body of work might have been a little bit better. You know what I mean? But that's not to say that Boston's body of work is not going to be better in five games from now. You know what I mean? The way the Sixers are rolling. So I don't have a problem with it. I mean, the Sixers are hot. But at the same time, D., all I keep doing is looking at that eye test against them in Boston, and I need to see the Sixers beat them. Now, hopefully, when they play next month, that it'll be of a sum of importance where guys will get after it and play hard. But, you know, right now, I don't have a problem with them being number three. 
And when you look at things, when you speak about the Boston Celtics, the team that's in front of both the Celtics and the Sixers are the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Sixers are um, two and two and one against them. They are they have two wins where the Milwaukee Bucks have won one more game to play, as you mentioned, with them also. And that's a back to back between Milwaukee and Boston in Milwaukee and in Philadelphia against the Celtics. So that's going to be a true test, a real test going into the playoffs because you're going to see one, if not both of those two teams in the playoffs. So uh, but Milwaukee, the Sixers, they when you talk about having a number, not saying they have the number, but they have a way of winning those games against that particular team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they do. I mean, they do. But, you know, but right now when you look at Milwaukee, they are the best team. Now, again, Sixers have a great matchup for them. But when you look and see what they've done to other teams, you have to say that they are the best team. I mean, I don't have a problem because, you know what, I think if I'm the Sixers, I would rather be the hunter than the hunted right about now. So let all these other teams get their flowers, let everybody hype them up, and then we're, we're going to, if I'm this, uh, this Joel Embiid and James Harden, I'm saying we just want to crash the party. You know what I mean? Now, again, when it comes down to seeding purposes and stuff like that, yeah, try to get, you know, as high as you can. But at the same time, as good as the Sixers are playing, that one stat you brought up, they got the uh, the best record, you know, uh, over that span. But no one has been hyping over hyping them, saying this is the team, is is their championship to lose. So even though they're, they're going out there rolling, they're like under the radar. They're kind of like Kevin – um, Kevin Durant, when he was with Golden State, it was like everybody was hyping up Steph. It was Steph's team. But then when it came down to it, Kevin Durant was the MVP of, like, the finals. So my thing is, if I'm the Sixers, I know that's maybe a crazy analogy, but I'm the Sixers, let everybody else get all the hype, and then I'll be the team that hopefully go and win a championship, you know? Yeah, could, could could work out that way, man. Could work out that way in, in a lot of different uh, areas of the final 14 games and even in the playoffs, especially when we talk about the big award that everyone talks about with Jokic, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. And in the end, if he doesn't win the MVP, hey, man, go to the finals, win the finals MVP. And that's the biggest one right there because you won the trophy uh, as far as the best player after winning the championship. So that there, there's that, man. Well, look, we'll get to our final segment here on the other side. We got to talk about PJ Tucker had a really good game last night, and he had a big impact on that victory, Keith. We'll get into that next in this final uh, segment right here on Locked On 76ers. I do want to talk to everybody, though, about when you have these late light games like this and we get to get together, Keith and I, and record, I'm often one that says, you know what, I need a snack. Sometimes I just need some tea. And I need something to snack on while I'm drinking my tea, even though it's late. And uh, when I'm doing so, it's because I got to get up in the morning and make sure I want to check in on March Madness, right? Well, how about this one? The March Madness is about to get underway in college hoops and Built Bar, the Built Bar March Madness situation is going on and the bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff. And now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You'll know I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream Bar. 
And that's where I want to go. And if you want the 76ers to win, then and like when we talk about the pros, but you have a favorite team in college, let's go to Pitt for my friend over there on the other side mm -hmm. uh, to win. Then you'll be voting for that bar too. support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of Bill. Not only that, but uh, one locked on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built Best Bars or Puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. It's got to be. It's going to be great. You'll love it. They're right at your door. You need the snack. You go right to it. You know it's going to be there every month. You got to try Built. Uh, Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously. They're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. I've been telling you about this for a while. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite uh, bar or puff. I'm going with the cookies and cream bar. And pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. With today, people go ahead and support that pick today. But <laughs> while you're at it, you know, the thing that I think that you need to do is you, you need to go and do uh FanDuel, right? And and here's the reason why the, the NBA season is about to come to a close, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three strains. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com, that's FanDuel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers at Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Given. Sixers win 118-109. They remain in third place where Boston takes care of Minnesota. Weird ending, of course. Two guys getting thrown out of the game at the end. Anthony Edwards, one of them. 104-102, Boston steals one in Minnesota, so they have one game up on the Sixers in the standings at this time. Cleveland, after their loss to the Sixers, four games back behind the 76ers right now in the East standings, third and fourth right there, respectively, with the Sixers and the Cavs. But one player, Keith, that gets a lot of conversation uh, because of his lack of scoring or just being out there on the floor and people just wondering why is uh, P.J. Tucker. Last night played 35 minutes, five points, two or five shooting, one three free throw attempt on an and one opportunity. Here's where it really had an impact. Four offensive rebounds, six rebounds total, three assists, three steals, and in the game, and I just felt like Keith, he made some big plays, some big hustle plays, getting offensive rebounds that did lead to baskets for his teammates. Having that and one, hitting a big three-pointer early on in the game where it seemed like the Sixers were going to set the tone early and maybe run away with it. He had an impact on it overall, and it was even one where just about a minute to go, Karis LeVert got the offensive rebound 
They were down six, 113, 107, and he got the offensive rebound. Could have gone up, gotten the two, made it 113-109. P.J. Tucker slapped the ball out of his hands underneath Cleveland's basket. James Harden picked up the loose ball, gets fouled, goes the other way, and knocks down his free throws. Those little things, man, he had his hands, again, all over that basketball game. And I just wanted to point him out uh, because of the job that he did last night in that victory. Yeah, he's playing extremely well. And it's, it's, it's funny, I, I, I talked to him at shoot-around yesterday morning, and um, and I wrote about him and, uh, for, you know, is online now and, and and for tomorrow's paper. But, yeah, he he's finding his groove, man. He really is. It, it's kind of like, you know, you talk to him and he says, you know, it's that time of year now, time to step up his game. Not that he wasn't slacking off or being lazy or anything, but he knows that there's a sense of urgency. Also, he talked about how, you know, right now he's more familiar with teammates. Like for him, that was the thing he had to do. He had to get familiar. He had to get familiar with his teammates and stuff like that. And he's done that. And and that's why he's playing the way that he's playing right now, because he knows his role. He knows everything he has to do. And those things, of course, that's why he was brought here, man, to, to make those hustle plays, to make those big plays, diving on the floor, making the extra pass, getting that offensive rebound. That's what he was brought here for. And you could see it in that type of uh, environment last night in Cleveland, sellout crowd, getting the team on their side when they made their run, him helping out by getting those, again, loose balls, offensive rebounds, extra pass, with screen to, to allow for a player to finish at the rim by him just simply doing the little dirty work that helps teams win. And again, that's why they signed him and brought him in here to be the player that they needed him to be. Well, listen, man, great stuff as always. Next up will be Charlotte on Friday, front end of a back-to-back. We thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Uh, Keith and I will be back tomorrow to discuss a few things and get you set for Sixers and the Hornets. Now make your second listen. Locked on NBA, locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes or wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Yeah, wherever y'all get your podcast, y'all can make sure y'all get this podcast. It's free and easy, like Dee said, with the other ones. Make sure you do that. But when you go to our podcast, go to the YouTube channel, click on the Liberty Bell, and you become a new subscriber. You'll get notifications when we do our pods and everything. But also, um, make sure that you listen to my man D tonight from 7 to 10 on 97.5 FM radio. Also, go to, um, follow D on Twitter at DevonG975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers and read my articles in the Inquirer. Make sure you check Keith out, inquire.com. Sixers in Charlotte, he'll get you all set for that on Friday. Keith, we'll talk to you uh, later on, man. Get ready for the Charlotte Sixers game on Friday. Thanks, man. All right, man. Peace. You got it.